Hey, hey, hi, hello. Hi, happy 2022, everybody. Happy New Year-ish. It's me, Jeff May, and I have cool friends. You saw the title. Uh, Welcome to another glorious episode of Jeff Has Cool Friends. I am Jeff, and again, I have cool friends, and I have a very interesting cool friend to bring to you to start out 2022. Uh, One of my favorite people on the planet. I think many of you know that for a fact. Uh, Comedian and actor and personality and a verified Twitter user. <laughs> Valerie Tossi. Valerie, hi. Hey, I'm I'm so glad you brought up the verification because I just want to make sure that everyone knows and that everyone knows. It wouldn't have been long for it to get brought up anyway. Not by me, oh. but I just Oh, of course. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I was planning in fact I was like I can't believe that if he doesn't use this as part of my bio, I'm going to be very upset. Well, it is funny cuz I asked you if there's anything I uh, you don't want me to talk about and you said don't not talk about my Twitter verification that I just got. <laughs> I am insufferable and I will remain so. So There you know. do do you think it's going to change your life? Um, I think that the feeling that I'm feeling right now will carry me through a couple of days of uh, the Omicron surge. And that's all I could ask, really. (laughs) Right. Wouldn't it be really funny if somebody found this in a time capsule after we all died from the Omicron variant and they were just like they were way off? Uh, Jeff May, ever the optimist. (laughs) You uh, very interesting. You were my first guest on the prequel of this show the previous version of this show that's right Uh, you were my first guest they brought you on uh they were like bring valerie on and i was like that bitch ain't even verified why would i bring her on and they were like just do it and now (laughs) that's right you get to you broke me you know what i mean like you broke the story and everybody was like we gotta get on board i feel like i broke you in several reasons i I think i think we we broke each other in several reasons The, the, we, uh, there's a lot we could do a six hour podcast. We could try to do a full podcast during the pandemic and it would fail miserably, but we could try. We did try. We did try. We, we did. Get, you guys, we did try to do a podcast together and it was just, I, it's weird. Cause we have such a good rapport together, but it's like all of a sudden when the pressure was on with a structure, we were both like, Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I had, uh, notes and you did not like that. I wanted to throw myself over a bridge. I was like, <laughs> hey, happy to be your guest. I was like, hey, <laughs> hey, Val, maybe don't roast me for the whole show because that will get old. Listen, I'm just trying to give the people what they want. Uh, fair, fair enough. I will accept that. Uh, you, so for those of you that did not hear uh, the pilot episode of the previous show, uh, Valerie, you have been in a lot of really incredible stuff. Uh, I'd say most notably for for I think for the uh, my listener base, but also for you would be Stand Against Evil, where you essentially played uh, an avatar of of um, Dana Scully, who was also your hero. That's true. I like to think of it as Discount Scully, but uh, you know, Avatar is cool yeah, too. Kirkland Kirkland brand Scully. Yeah, Kirkland Scully. Um, but I did. I got to do that. And uh, truly, truly a case of me manifesting stuff that I just wanted because everyone was like, you kind of look like her. And I was like, I think I willed my face into looking like her slightly. I had a friend that willed himself into becoming a, a professional wrestler. Like he was That's like cool. in high school, we were like we backyard wrestled and he was like, oh, man. And he was like he was in good shape, but he was just like a regular high school kid, you know, and then he's like, someday I'm going to be in the WWF or whatever. And then like his body was like, that sounds like a great idea. And then made him six five. 
What? <laughs> and then he became he were, was in the WWE for a while, um, which I've never seen anybody just be like, no, this is going to happen. And then, you know, they obviously he worked really hard for it. But uh, also that his body was like, yeah, man, let's be huge. Let's be let's get massive. So good for him. You're, I'm curious, is height a disadvantage or an advantage when it comes to wrestling? Well, you want to be as big seeming as possible. You know, it's not like it, it's not like the Olympics where, you know, right. like the it, it really does come down to like they want you to essentially be a superhero. Intimidation tactics. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why like the Undertaker, you know, these guys, Andre the Giant, you know, like I'd say he got pretty famous for being, you know, a, a giant. giant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's that. I, I never I don't think that really had the commitment to learn wrestling at the time I was interested in it. No, no. I think you found a nice balance of fighting with your fists and fighting with your words. <laughs> it's a good I'm 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 a slightly above average at both. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. It's like you're you're fine at both. Yeah, you just coast. You coast at both. And that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like you fought in the Golden Gloves. How'd you do? It's like, well I did fight in the Golden Gloves. I'm like, yeah, but how'd you do? Broke my I nose. Thought. I, <laughs> I broke my nose on a Puerto Rican's fist. It's fine. Oh God! I, it, you know what's funny? And you saying it, it sounds racist. Dude, he was great. He was. Uh, he went pro. Damn. His name was Mario. I was supposed to spar with him before, but we never got into. It, we never contacted because he was from the town next to mine. And I kept trying to set up sparring sessions with this kid, and he was never available. And then when we get there, it, I ended up fighting this guy. And uh, was winning, and then, this, and then and then turned right into his hook, and he shattered my nose. Oh man! Huh. Yep. And now I and you you yeah you shrug like it's no big deal, but now others such as myself have to suffer the consequences of somebody snoring when they sleep on their back. All right, so I guess we're just jumping right to that thing where we sleep together. Everyone knows. I don't know why we're trying to play like we're not. I know. I'm trying to to put with the wrestling thing. I'm trying to keep kayfabe. Uh, but yeah, we, we are dating. We have dated, uh, you know, off and on for, uh, geez, three and a half years now. It's a real will, will they, won't they situation. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, but about murder. Yeah. We're like a, we're like a, a, a vengeful, uh, aggressive Ross and Rachel. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like what if Ross and Rachel had family members that were most likely racist? I know. Like, <laughs> like Boston, Ross and Rachel is really funny. We were on a f- break. Want a f- break? All right. Listen, it's not my. F- I all. I it didn't mean anything. All right. She doesn't even like Kino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Rachel haircut is just like a ratty nest of a bun at the top. <laughs> like yeah, right. All, with off-colored highlights. I feel like you're just describing my hair, and I don't like it. <laughs> no, like those. What do you call? <laughs> yeah, you get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah you, all right. You know, you you know how it works. Remember that? Remember when when that, that was the thing when when girls were getting like blonde and really dark brunette streaks all in their hair, and yeah, they were and like they get the red streaks too. And you were it was like um, I think Kelly Clarkson's hair is like that on her first album, if I remember correctly. It's like on the Breakaway album. It's uh, it's yeah. pretty strong. That's yeah. how she spread her wings and learned how to fly by looking like somebody that works at Rob Roy. <laughs> Hey, listen, we don't take Kelly Clarkson's name in vain when she has two of the greatest Christmas albums out. Okay, so we can talk about it. Uh, oh, yeah, there it is. want to talk about our favorite pastime. Is we something that we do kind of a lot. I think it's actually becoming a slight problem. Yeah, we, we had to have this talk uh, because we play Dr. Mario on the NES Classic 
uh, kind of a, a like a lot. Hours. Hours. We lose time. Okay. We do lose time. And it's weird for people that are like their own bosses and have to be creatives. And it's like, man, I got to get some research done for this show. And you're like, yeah, but also we could play another round of Dr. Mario. Yeah, it's not great because I'm like, oh, I got five articles I have to write. OK, but maybe just like two more levels. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it is. I would say that this is very, very interesting because obviously I'm going to talk more about you, but but I, we can talk about us because, hey, it's us. Um, <laughs> it is really interesting that it's two freelancers that are dating. It's almost like we're, each one of us is like, but are you going to get a real job or? <laughs> Both of us are just betting on the other of who's going to hit first, where yeah. we're like, okay, look, somebody needs to be the breadwinner. Uh, not it. <laughs> I guess I got to make another damn podcast then. <laughs> yeah, like, what a what a ridiculous, like, what a what a millennial thing. It's just like two freelancers that are just like, I need money. I will do another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're going to start having affairs, just so we can have people pay for our Honestly, I think that's a fair trade. I gotta be a sugar baby. I'm gonna find that. How would that happen? I want to do one of those. I got. I got I enough. Like you'd be more of a sugar bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of. Uh, I get a lot. I, and, and when I say a lot of, I mean barely any compared to what you must get. But like, I get a lot of dudes messaging me that are like, "So let me see that ass," and I'm like, "No, no, you don't want to." You know what's you funny? See that. I I actually you make it sound like I get a lot of creepy DMs. I've gotten the, the occasional, but like. The thing that I actually love the most is that most of my fans are also nerdy. And so the DMs I get from randoms are usually pictures of people's pets. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. I love this for me. Do you think that's nerdy having a pet? No, but I think it's nerdy that like, instead of sending dick pics, they're like, look at my schnauzer. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They're like, want to see my wiener? And it's a dachshund. Hey, yeah, it's an actual dog. <laughs> that was a lazy joke. Um, so we, uh, we, we tried to get a podcast off the ground called, uh, do I really have to watch this? And I thought it was oh, a, br- right. it was a brilliant idea. We had the art ready to go. Music was being produced where, uh, during the pandemic, we were going to force the other person to watch something that they want that the other one wanted to watch. And I really liked the idea, but I'm glad we didn't do it. <laughs> And, but I'm glad that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we could probably do, have a podcast together at some point, but a lot of things would need to click into place. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a weird, it's it's almost like, it's like working with your spouse where you're like, oh, this is, and especially in a situation like this where it's a podcast where sometimes things get heated and you're just like, oh man, I don't, I don't know if this is a good idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're creating. Oh, oh, heated? When, when have things ever gotten heated, Jeff? Oh, I, I don't know if you remembered what. I can't what, even say that straight. <laughs> I'll just have to send you a series of texts between us from about June of 2020. Um, oh no! What's that? Oh no! My internet kicked out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that, that things got weird, uh, but we we ended up uh, we ended up re- rebounding uh, well. I would say we barely want to kill each other right now. Yeah, I think we're like um, we're like those we're like. What is it that like flowers sometimes, but not all the time? And then kind of you think it's dead and then it kind of comes back. I'm sure there's like a plant or some shit. This is a terrible. Are you just making up a fictional plant? I'm trying. <laughs> you just trying to be like, you know, those things that I just came up with in my head. This is the analogy like, I'm going with. Yeah. You know, the th- 
thing that I'm trying to say to make you feel better that probably doesn't actually exist, but I'm really reaching right now. <laughs> yeah, but the, hey, you know what? We all got there. Um, so you recently were featured in the Boston Globe, yeah. which is sort of like um, the towny version of winning an Oscar. I mean, you're not wrong. The the attention from that article, I, I oh, I just I bathe in it. Like I truly do. Yeah, I mean that that's pretty great. So how like what was the impetus for that? I'm asking like I don't know. This is how interviews work. <laughs> I'm pretending <laughs> I don't know. But like, why were you in the in the Boston Globe? Tell the people, Val. Well, people, uh, your girl has her debut album coming out called Beach Trash. And that is coming out January 21st. Great title, by Pr the way. Thank you. Brilliant title. Uh, oh, did somebody help conceive the title? Yes, somebody helped conceive the title, Val. Uh, I also like that we both have come up with each other's t like titles for stuff, and we will never let the other one forget it. <laughs> uh, I won't, yeah, I won't say what the other one is, though, because I, I don't think you've announced it yet. But um, but yeah, I it's a, uh, it's, you know, I, I'm really stoked about the album. Um, the label that I'm working with has a publicist that's uh, helped pushing stuff out and they were able to get me an interview with the globe. And the journalist that I talked to was such a sweetie. He lives in the town next to where I grew up to. And it's like, if you're wondering how small of a place that I'm from is, uh, uh, both myself and his son at one point worked at the same restaurant, just not at the same time. What's <laughs> like, the restaurant? Oh, the hungry traveler kid. The hungry traveler. <laughs> I have eaten there. It's uh it's good. You didn't have a you didn't have a good experience, but the food is excellent most of the time. It has that very sort of like uh New England, like it seems like a place that would have a salad bar. It does. Okay, that tracks. So it has a salad like, bar. It does have a salad bar. What are you talking about? I didn't see the salad bar when I was there. I just got really? fancy seafood stuff. Oh God, it's so good. Yeah, because uh, you're you're originally, I mean, you're from Salisbury, Mass, right? Which is uh, northest of the North Shore. Yeah. So originally born in Lynn, lived there till I was about ten, and then my family moved up to Salisbury. Yeah. So you you quickly adapted to beach trash, um, which uh, you know because th this sort of title came about, and I I love that we have this connection in there because we were talking, and I said, yeah, I'm farm trash, and you're beach trash. And you were like, excuse me? I'm like, yeah, that's what we are. I'm farm trash and you are beach trash. They're different. And then the other version of that is city trash in Massachusetts. They're the three kinds of trash you can be. The trifecta. <laughs> yeah, the trifecta. You're right. It's like uh, being a place from like Worcester, Massachusetts, where you're city trash or, or Boston, I guess, too. Uh, or you can be from a place like Charlton, like I am, which is very small, uh, which is farm trash because I grew up on a farm. Or you can go to a place that's a, a bit more densely populated and has a lot more, you know, places where you can buy boogie boards. A lot of boogie <laughs> if you boards. Have this, a place down the beach called the Discount House. Yeah. Yeah. That's where. Uh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, but it is, it's, it's funny, too, because I remember as a kid growing up, like. Um, so the high school I went to was Triton Regional High School. It's in Byfield, Mass. And it's a regional high school. So there was like three or four different towns that go to this. Yeah, we had two. And, and it's funny because, uh, you know, all the other kids in the other town were like farmy towns, but they, most people from those towns had money, but Salisbury was like, 
just such like they would call us like, oh yeah, all the beach trash from Salisbury. And so I'm just like, I've never, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm going to lean the hell into that. Like It's Nailed pretty it. fun. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, and so you, you got the album, you recorded it in obviously Indiana. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where the, the mecca of comedy. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. But uh, I mean, the comedy attic is, but Indiana, you're right. Probably no one would think that anybody would do anything there other than vote for a Republican. <laughs> I feel like the, the, it would be a good spot to record a comedy album because nothing good happens there. So when something good does happen there, they can react well. Oh, yeah. You know, put them on the map. <laughs> put, Valerie, to, I put Indiana on the map. I did things for Indiana. No one could. Uh, <laughs> you, Peyton did. Manning. <laughs> well, it's funny because everyone asks me why I didn't record in Boston because they're like, why Why wouldn't you do your album where you're from? And I'm like, because I don't want my family to ruin it. That's why. Your mother has heckled me twice. <laughs> oh, yeah. My whole family. And I will add that your mother has seen me perform twice. <laughs> yeah this is accurate i mean everybody in my family my they because they love the attention they think that they're helping and you're like we're not on the phone there's an audience right now yeah yeah no 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 this is what you're watching tv don't scream at the don't scream at the screen here this isn't yeah that's not good for anybody yeah so i mean that that was that i know that's the good joke is that really the reason why or was it more just like well this place just seemed like a better place to record it yeah i mean because so the club that I recorded at was the Comedy Attic. Uh, shout out to them. They're in Bloomington, Indiana, a nice little liberal college town in the middle of a red state. And it's a wonderful club. It's one of the first clubs I got passed at when I did their festival. Um, Jared that runs it is lovely. Just they, they really care and they really do the work on making sure their lineups are diverse and putting on people of color and women and and they have the audiences trained really well. So they're very respectful. And that was a big factor too, where it's like, you know, you only get a couple of shots to get the recording. And so I really wanted to do it in a place that was kind of already known for that. Like I've had a few other friends that have recorded their albums there too. And it, uh, they were already kind of set up for success. Did I ever tell you where I want to record my album? I don't know if you did. In the auditorium of the middle school that I taught at. Oh, I mean, that's not the reaction that I was going for, but that works. That's, that's cute. Well, the only thing is, though, is that it probably wouldn't be very good because I'm assuming if it's an auditorium, the ceilings are really high. Well, yeah, it's but you'd mic, the you'd mic the audience out and be fine. Yeah, but I think you'd lose a lot of, I mean, I, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, on your, in your cereal. I mean, but. it's not taller than like Carnegie Hall and been recorded there. Several times, I would think. Do you have Carnegie Hall money, Jeff? No, I have Charlton <laughs> Middle School money. I got a lot of their money over the past decade or over a decade. That's fair. That would be so cute, though, if you did it there. Oh, Miss, you should call your first album like Mr. May or well, something like the, that. The name that I wanted was Undercover Bully. That's the That's the name that I wanted for my album. I've wanted for quite some time. Uh, we'll see if that holds up. You're looking at me like that's not a good name. Well, no, because it's not like you don't look undercover. You just look like a bully. <laughs> Fair. But I'm wearing a Zelda shirt. Is that your terrible disguise? <laughs> it is, man. I I look like such a bastard. I I I can't help it. I, w I wish it was a way I could not do that. I, I actually did a post about that today, about how I have resting bastard face. <laughs> You really do. And I'm trying to think of like how you could like 
How can we, how can we rebrand you to look a little more welcoming and friendly and safe? I can't because when I smile, people are like, "What the f is this up to?" Like, there's no there's no middle ground. I just look like a bastard with a plan. <laughs> yeah, you're just like as you're checking off a list, like I Iris Stark. <laughs> you're just going down. You're like, mm, yeah, I can't. For you. I haven't found a way to make myself seem likable visibly. Mm. Where I, I mean, maybe if I got if I got heavier again, that would work. That makes me seem jolly. Yeah. I think if you're, if you were like, yeah, I, there's something about that, that like takes a, away the kind of aggression a little bit when you're a little, a little more rotund. It literally softens up your look. <laughs> it really does. I mean, because I, now, I, now you just look like a bro. And so it's like, mm. nobody believes like people don't immediately believe me when I'm like, no, you don't understand. I, 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 I grew up very heavy, and and that's why I am the way I am. And then everyone's like, "Yeah, but you're an <laughs> looking guy." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, but 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 you don't understand." Um, hey, it took me a long time to carve out this face. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. A, it's it's a. It, I have a mean guy face. I don't want that. I'm. I think. I feel like I'm very affable. I'm very very likable. Then maybe that should be one of your shirts is like, is it literally just a t-shirt that says, I swear I'm friendlier than I look. <laughs> right? That's not a bad idea. Although sometimes I don't think I am. I think the pandemic really made me less friendly to certain groups of people. Well, I think it made all of us that way because none of us want to go near anybody now. You know, it's like already I did like being with, I didn't like people being on top of me. And now even so, it's just like, oh, and now it could kill me. Okay. Yeah. But now I'm at the point where like, you know, before I would see somebody, if they're like, I'm a Trump supporter, I'd be like, man, this guy's a jerk. And now I'm just like, hey, f you f face and then keep going. And then that somehow gets you let go from your job. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no, no idea. No uh, idea. No idea. Uh, all good. All good. You know, we're, we're recording this on January 6th, the anniversary of the uh, hilariously failed coup. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And uh, some of my tweets got me into trouble on that. Because you were at the insurrection, right? <laughs> yeah, some of my tweets. I was like, we need to we need to fix this. Let me tell you, I've had one hell of a 24-hour period from when we're recording. Because last night I got a DM from somebody saying... Oh, God, this is so funny. Was like, hey, just so you know... I didn't know you were friends with Ghislaine Maxwell. And I was like, I'm sorry. I absolutely am. Not only am I not friends with, I don't think we've ever been in the same zip code together. And he was like, well, on, on an episode of, uh, on the episode that just dropped of worst year ever, Robert Evans said that you were friends with her and that you told him that. And so I was like, oh, well, that's a problem. And I went and listened to it and like right away, first minute and a half, it comes up. And I and I had to message uh Robert and, and Katie and Cody. Uh great show, by the way, great comedians, great friends, good people. And I was like, hey guys, uh, why did you say that? <laughs> and then Robert's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I, I meant to say this person and your name popped in my head. And I was and he's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And it, and it was this thing, but like it was a very quick, like, they took it down. He put an edit in there where he was apologizing for it. But I still have gotten DMs from people being like, you're a child molester. And you're like, that's not, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> somebody, somebody sent me a message on Instagram that I just, I straight up deleted and didn't reply to. That was just like, no matter how many children you molest, you'll still be old. 
And I'm like, okay, well, first and foremost, I may not have molested any children, but I will always be old. <laughs> you don't have to tell me I'm old. I know I'm old. My knees tell me I'm old every day. But it's yeah. it's wild because it was up for maybe a half an hour. That's so crazy. And and that's such an, an interesting like look into the podcasting world too, because there are so many times where I've done podcasts where I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter what I say. No one's gonna no one's gonna hear this. No one's gonna whatever. And it's like, no, people are listening. That was a weirdly unhinged message to get. Where I was just like, man, that is yeah. Because I'm like, oh, am I going to get killed now? I mean, probably not. And and obviously, I'm not mad about it at all because I, I get it. Like, my, not only is my last, you know, am I glad I'm popping up in people's thoughts, but at the same time, my last name is very easy and it's very, it's a verb. And it's like, there's a lot of ways my name can sneak into, but it's very funny because the other, the other people on the podcast were like, wait, are we just glossing over the fact that Jeff May knows Ghislaine Maxwell? He's like, oh yeah, I met her from a bunch of Hollywood parties. And it all tracks if you don't know that he was talking about somebody else that works in Hollywood that was a, a much more accomplished um, TV writer and producer that was going to these parties. Like, I still do live in Hollywood. Like, I think what I think what I'm taking away and what we should all take away from this conversation is that it's time to retire the name Jeff. <laughs> There's no, there's so few good Jeffs out there. I think it's, I think it's time. I mean, I like the name that my parents f***ed up when I was born. I, that is still one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. I don't know if I've mentioned it on this pod, but I'll bring that up right now. My parents spelled my name wrong on my two legal births or uh, uh, birth information. My birth certificate and my uh, social security card are both spelled differently. And I always thought that because my mom always told me, I love my mom, but nobody's ever going to accuse her of of being too smart uh, about spelling. Uh, my mom is is brilliant in many ways, spelling not one of them. But my family also does not ever admit mistakes. I'm the first I'm I'm the first chain breaker in that whole in my whole bloodline that when I f up, I go, oh man, I fed up. My bad. Do 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 you? Yes, you've experienced that. I, I I don't I don't recall this at all. <laughs> this bit is lazy. I know. So, but like I thought, my mom, I was always like, "How come my name is spelled differently than all the other Jeffries I know?" I asked my mom that when I was young, and she's like, "Well, we wanted it to be unique, and we thought that Jeffrey was a better version of the name." And then it, and then like a a long time later, but like much more recently, my aunt goes, "No, that's not what happened." Your parents were just dumb and they didn't know how to spell your name. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. That's so, but I also feel like that gives you just a evergreen argument ender where if your mom is just like, I'm the parent here and you're, and you're just like, yeah, well, you can't even spell your own kid's name right. So I, I caught my mother in a 38 year old lie. I was like, mom. You told me that that you liked the way it was spelling this way, but this is how it's spelled on my birth birth certificate. And she's like, ah, yeah. And I was like, what the f man? You just let me have non-matching uh, legal documents for my whole life? Even That's... after 9-11? Oh, God. That's, and I'm sure it hasn't caused you any type of strife at all uh, when it comes to any type of tax no. or legal document or passport or anything like that. I will add surprisingly easy to fix really i literally went to the social security office in burbank and was like hey this is f***ed up right and the guy goes yeah yeah we'll get you a new card and then they just fixed it i, I just th brought this, in this my was, birth certificate 
this was pre-COVID, right? Right, right pre-COVID, yeah. Okay, I was going to say nothing is that simple anymore. I was yeah. like, I couldn't even get a reservation at the genius bar for my new computer and you just waltz into the social security building well i got i gotta be honest like if you are ever need something municipally done get it done in burbank it's so easy nobody's ever there if you ever need to go to like get your registration just go to the triple a in burbank oh i always forget i can do that so easy okay everything's i hate it everything's so much smoother in burbank like it's such a it's such an easy transition of like where like you go to the DMV in, in Hollywood and it's just like eight people dying in a row of 600 people. I know. Ugh. I spent my whole birthday at the DMV one time, uh, the one in Hollywood, because uh, I didn't realize I needed to get my uh, license. I forgot that it expired. And then as soon as I walked out after the, the license, uh, I watched a, a car T-bone another car and I was just like, this is great. This is a good birthday for me. That's so insane. Yeah. Now, uh, one thing I'm going to say, we're going to we're going to talk more uh, about you. Obviously, this is all about I was going to say, is this podcast about you or is this podcast about me? Things happen. Conversation. Conversation. This, this verified <laughs> deserves her airtime. Verified. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, on the Jeff, uh, Jeff May Patreon, patreon.com slash Jeff May. Uh, if you sign up for the $10 producer tier, uh, I will say your name or whatever that kind of whatever you want me to say, because uh, I have uh, I have a very low bar as far as what what it costs for me to say something. So it's essentially an extra $2.50 uh, a month will get me to say your name on here. So I would like to add, uh, thank the producers at the producer level of of, uh, of my Patreon. And I'm going to say their names. And Val, you can, you can say whatever you want. You can oh, react right. to these. We can have fun with them. These okay. are some of the people. And I would like to add that this is a new list started for the year. Some of you may have been subscribers and your name did not make this list. That's because you didn't check your messages on the Patreon <laughs> that gave you the link and said you need to sign this up here. Um, if you need to get that name up, just let me know. Anyway, uh, shout out to Big Booty Boy four twenty sixty nine. Are you? That can't be real. Yeah, that's his real. That's his Christian name. Oh well, can I have his info? <laughs> well, it's. It, I will say it's. Uh, it's spelled differently on his birth certificate than it is on his. Uh, Social that security was, card. That was a lazy bit. <laughs> uh, f- you. The most well-prepared dead guy. Shout out to jumping rope is a sport that I like. Jeff May definitely doesn't, though. That's not true. I love uh, jumping rope and I love sports. Uh, Big bad bollock. Oh, shout all out, right. Shout out to Jennifer Fendelander. Shout out to at AV Foundry. We we stand a Mike Stanton. Good. That's good true. Point. I was gonna say I know that handle. Yeah. Oh yeah, you Mike Stanton. We love you. We still have some of the um some of the nuts and things some, that you sent us. Some as of the, the millet. That yeah, dude. The, 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 the at AV Foundry went uh, to a dry goods store at the beginning of the pandemic and sent us survival. Um, shout out to Patrick Dore, Bart Fardigan, a different Stephen apparently. Shout out to Huey. Shout out to Nerd Numbers. Uh, shout out to at Vagina Sideburns. Uh, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I was, is it? Uh, yeah, you know the you know the answer to that. That's for the Patreon exclusive. <laughs> infinite thank yous to Andrew. I put producer on my resume, McGuire. Uh, shout out to Rudy Jerks Hate Cool Films Rueda. No, oh, gotta love that. The, you're gonna see a lot of JHCF acronyms here. 
Jeff hates competitive fun, for example. Uh, Goji, shout out to Goji. Shout out to Kool-Aid Molotov is ready for the revolution. Just make sure you're on the right revolution. We're, yeah, do, we're recording like, this mm-hmm. on January 6th, Kool-Aid Molotov. Let's... Yeah, calm down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jared Ruan. Wayne, I always forget how to say his name. Forget because I've never actually learned. Uh, shout out to Fartholomew Martinez, the fartiest of Martys. A lot of fart gags in this one. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Funky J. Show me in the rules where it says a dog can't play basketball. Gray man of the nightmare potluck. Everyone is welcome at the table. Shout out to Jeff uses deep blue sea memes to break bad news. <laughs> That is how several people found out that Betty White died, was by me using a deep blue sea meme that I wrote. Uh, shout out to Tyler Wilgus. Shout out to Asking Seven. Kimball, the casual Frankenstein. It would be nice to see Frankenstein. Yeah, Frankenstein's always wearing a suit. Yeah, let him breathe. <laughs> yeah. I always get him a nice suit, a nice bespoke suit for Frankenstein. Give him a nice hoodie. Earl of Slander. Shout out to Steven. Shout out to Mr. Billy Beck. Shout out to Mike Gouts. Shout out to Lisa McCarty at Comics Book Girl. Comics with an X and Girl with a U. Just Pivo. Ooh, Dr. DNA. Oh. <laughs> the scene in Meet Joe Black where Brad Pitt dies. <laughs> oh my God, these are so funny. Yeah. Here's one that this one, they wrote this in the first person for me. So this is great. I'm never going to, I'm never going to have a history podcast, you little so stop asking why i don't work <laughs> don't don't ask why don't be on their side about it i am you're so smart it's annoying you should have it recorded somebody pointed out that advertising is going to be essentially a history podcast so you that's know what's fine. funny is i was just gonna say that yeah, yeah. i was like that's kind of yeah Pe- people have mentioned that they're like actually oh actually um the title of that podcast who came up with that man i have <laughs> It escapes me. Some beach trash. Oh, okay. Um, shout out to Instagram and Twitter's at Bob underscore of underscore skull. Uh, Jeff has collectible fungus. That's, <laughs> what? That's weird. Lemming Malloy. Shout out to Batman Beyond Lost Soul. He used an electromagnet. Shout out to Norm from Cheers. We love oh, Norm from we Cheers. Oh, we like Norm from Cheers. Uh, Burrito Mouth. Shout out to Instagrams. Oh, man, I haven't had a burrito in so long. That sounds so good. Don't you dare. Because I have tried to get a specific burrito with you several (sighs) times, and you shot it down one time to which it ruined my favorite shirt with your option. Don't blame your sloppy eating on my oh don't don't it was all your fault anyway at ztp whiskey on instagram uh taurus bulba hey can i borrow your copy of the iron giant i'd like to see a good iron giant thing come back that is an old school on pops uh joke right there we got some people very upset when we had people just ask them on twitter to borrow their copy of iron giant (laughs) jay moore did not appreciate it mike favorman didn't either he lost his mind called everyone gay what because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, that's no, I remember who that is now. Yeah, yeah he's a correct. he's a predator in yeah, the comedy he, he world. Sucks. Yeah. He sucks. Shout out to children love the meat Millie. <laughs> Kelly says, get your booster, you gaslighting dip turds. How many of these are there? I'm, I'm gonna tell a lot of people like me. Uh, I'm gonna tell you real quick, your laugh so strong that it didn't even register on the mic because your mic cut it off because it was too good. 
Wow. I don't like being silenced on this podcast. Don't look at me. Look at your mic. Your mic did it. Who's the master? Show enough. Alternate Bruce Leroy. So he asked for, he put two things in and I told him two things. Uh, Lisa Harden. Shout out to Lisa Harden. One Aww, of my absolute. Lisa Harden likes to get me drunk and I love her for it. Lisa Harden is my co-producer on Mint on Card and one of my best friends on the planet. Shout out to Jessica Robertson. Shout out to Silius Ruby. And of course, I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> Which <laughs> methinks the gentleman doth protest too much. Um, but that being said, uh, shout out to all those people. And again, if you are a member of the $10 producer tier at patreon.com slash Jeff Main, your name did not get in there. You got to check those DMs, man. I-, I gave you the link. I gave you all the clues, Mr. Police. You could have saved her. Also, I feel like you just outed yourself with how much money you're bringing in from this podcast. And I'm kind of like, yo, buy me a burrito. <laughs> I buy you so much burritos. Oh my God. But will you bring one from the place tonight though, before you come over? That's, that should make the podcast, right? <laughs> it absolutely will. I will, I will contact, <laughs> I will contact my producer and be like, make sure you leave in the burrito request. I know. Uh, and uh, follow up to that. No, I will not do that because it'll be cold by the time I get there and you don't want to reheat that burrito. Why such cruelty? Why? I'm a bad person. I you think I wouldn't put a damn serpent or burrito in the oven in my uh, tiny little, my tiny little, uh, uh, uh What's it called? Toaster oven, Val? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, you want yeah, a yeah. toaster oven, a burrito? Because that's what Which I like. It has degrees on it, like a regular oven. I got to be honest. You know what I love? A nice crispy burrito shell. It's so good. No, I'm lying. I like a soft burrito. <sighs> you would. I do. That It's funny, yeah, because we're talking about, there is a burrito called the Surf and Turf Burrito at a place called Cilantro Mexican Grill. Uh, it is in a gas station off of the highway. It sure is. I, I tried for about eight months to get you to get one, and you kept refusing. Did we talk about this on the first pod? I don't remember. We may have. I don't care. I'm bringing it back up. <laughs> As a reminder that you need to trust me more. This is very. This is just me working some shit out on this podcast. That's I, why I, I invited you on here. I can here. see that. Um, but uh, that be no. But that being said, of course, uh, it's a great burrito. If you ever get a chance and you're in Los Angeles, make that little trip down to Van Nuys slash North Hollywood and get yourself a cilantro Mexican grill. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not kidding. It's like the best burrito I've ever had in my life. It's so good. Speaking of Van Nuys, I've created several addictions uh, for you in our uh, relationship. Specifically, the most hardcore one. Uh, I mean, you say created, but I already had that addiction. We just weren't doing it together yet because we didn't know each other. I feel like I gave you a big push in this direction because our first date is actually at was at a place called Ace Gogi, all you can eat Gogi in um, in Van Nuys. They also and the reason I brought you there was because they have an incredible pinball room. They sure do. And now uh, we are officially in a pinball league together. We are such dorks. <laughs> we we are in a competitive pinball league. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a, there's there's nothing better than Jeff in a competitive setting. <laughs> I'm going to be honest here. Rude. <laughs> I, well, I actually, it's funny because you, you, I think maybe because we're not competing against each other that it's like, it's fine. Cause we're like competing against other people in our, in our groups, but I, I'm glad that we're not competing against each other. No, no. But although I think we will be because I'm in the, I'm in the C group and, and you're in the D group. Uh, and these groups do not compete. However, no, no, no. D, D for uh, the size of my uh, boobs. It's for the, it's the size of them rocking tits. Size Shout. of these. Yep. I'm sure that's what everyone wants to hear is Jeff commenting on my tits. 
I think everyone You're wants welcome. to see more than hear um, that oh. story. So sorry, there's no video content for this. I asked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. You're wearing a corset on here. Uh, good for you. Can you imagine if I was actually doing yes. that? Oh, you'd be, you'd be so thrilled. Yeah. I know you can imagine it. You grosso. Oh yeah. That's so gross of me. I, How dare I'm you sexualize to, me? I'm, like, I'm trying to keep it clean for the kids. <laughs> who gives a about the kids? Kids don't listen to this podcast. I don't know. Maybe my little brothers do. Little brothers, hit me up on Instagram if you listen to this Let podcast. Let me know if you want to see dem titties. <laughs> no, don't. Nope, no. They are. They are. They are still children, Valerie. We will. I'm not saying I would do it. I just want to know if you'd like to. I, I, this is. This never goes the way I plan. I <laughs> Nothing goes I the way. That I think that that's a pretty good sum up of our entire relationship. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, life is what happens when plans go awry. Um, but you are, uh, you love uh, pinball. It's something that you really enjoy. So tell me about it. Like, what is it about pinball that you love so much? I, I really love that every table is different. You know, like it's it, the art on all the tables are so fun. And it's, I don't know, like pinball has been around for so long and it's so cool that you get to watch it kind of progress throughout the years playing like the very old tables and versus playing the new tables. It's funny because you think of it as a wholesome pastime. But a lot of people don't know that it actually has like pretty rock and roll roots because it was banned for 30 years in the States. And so it, it's, I don't know. I just, I, I just love it so much. I really do. That's an example of like Christian moralists coming in and like freaking out over something new. Uh, mm -hmm. And they were like, they're stealing coins from children. The children. What about the children? And it's like, I mean, they're in an arcade as opposed to like going and running amok somewhere and like robbing. So, I mean, to be fair, that was happening during the arcade trips. Have you ever seen a movie set in the 80s? Uh, well, that's when it was legalized again. We're yeah. talking about back in the day. Yeah. What are your favorite pinball tables? Like if you were if you could tell people like three pinball tables uh, that they had to play, what would be what would they be? <sighs> Let's see. I mean, there's the classic Attack from Mars. I love, 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 love that table. Yeah. Um, it's the Medieval it's, Madness's sister table. Yeah, that table's so fun. And I think it's a, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's always fun and kitschy. And I think it's, um, it's a good table for people that are new, too. It's funny um, that you love that table so much. Because I, I don't like it. I love. I think I love it too because of the like terrible accents that they have on, like for the voices when it's like "Sacre bleu." Yes, that's it. I feel tower. Yeah, <laughs> you'll never take blah 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 blah. Like it's so. I don't even know what accent yeah. that is or what country. It's just like it's very fun. Uh, yeah, I. But I also love. I mean, you know, I love alien. So like, that's probably a big part of it too. You sure do. And I like the little like Martians that are on there that are just like da -da 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 -da, like the whole time when they're like shaking. It's so fun. So you got uh, Mars Attacks. Give me a couple others. Okay, Mars Attack. I love Theater of Magic. That one is a really cool table that I, I feel like you don't see as often. I like the Jurassic Park table a lot, both the original and the newly updated one. Uh, although the newly updated one, the voices are dog on it. They're so bad. But, um, but it's very fun to shoot that ball in the T-Rex's mouth. And let's see, I'm trying to remember the other ones that we've been playing that we've really been digging. Yeah, there's been a lot of of me trying to convince you not to buy a pinball table. I want one so bad. I get it. All the other kids have one. <laughs> yeah, but the, all the other kids have houses. No, usually. a lot of the people that we play pinball with have apartments. You can't use that as an excuse. That's fair. But also, you know what the other people have, though? 
$7,000. See, this is it. We just, okay, Jeff, why don't we start a tier of your podcast where people in the Patreon can donate to the pinball fund and they can fund us getting a pinball. I'll tell you what, Val, I will, I will put this, I will, I will put this down and cement it that if this, if this Patreon ever hits $7,000 a month that I'm pulling in, I will absolutely use my one month salary to buy a pinball table. Wait, really? Yeah. You guys heard that, right? Like you all need to just start throwing money at this. Make, make our dreams come true. I'll do it. I will do it. Here's the, okay. Here's the question though, is what table would we get? Because we both have differing uh, opinions on, on tables that we should have. I mean, optimally, I would like to have uh, maybe medieval madness. That, um, I would be down for that. That's always a good table. Medieval Madness is great. Um, I I would. There's a. I mean, I obviously want the Super Mario Kingdom. Yeah. One because I just really love that game. Um, but I, you know, that's a hard one to find. Any of those ones from the '90s, right before the sort of bust, it's not easy to get through those. But I could probably. I mean, there's some new ones I'd like. I, I would like Batman '66, obviously. My thing with that is I like that table, but I feel like it's the the table that I see the most frequently. So I feel like it would be kind of a waste. Or it would be kind of affordable because they made <laughs> okay. a lot of them. But but on top of that, I don't think that would be a waste because it's really like it has so many different versions of play because there's different games. Like it has so many different games to play. There's a lot of options in that game. Yeah. But I really love that. But who knows? I mean, there's lots of there's lots of stuff out there. There's a new Godzilla game that's really fun. Yeah, I love that Godzilla game. It's really fun. The, the ultra- Halloween table's fun too. I don't like that. I don't like really? the Halloween table. No, I don't like it. It's but you know, we'd figure it out. But I yeah. Feel like, I feel like a cute one for us to get would be the Star Wars table because that's one of the first ones that we played together. Like when we went to when we would go to the snug and they had they only have one pinball table and we would play that. I would do a, I would do that Star Wars table. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily my favorite pinball game, but it means so it's got so much sentimental value. I gotta be honest. I would take any pinball table. People, somebody could drop off pretty much anything as long as it's not one of the like, Man, uh, those like seventies tables, the ones before they got good. I mean, I would still take it honestly. Cause Oof. I would still like play and, and kind of get better at some of those older ones, but Although it t- I typically, t- it's weird. It's like, I don't like the older tables as much as the newer ones, but I tend to uh, beat more people on the older ones. And I'm like, I hate this. Same, <laughs> same. I, I end up usually getting at least second place when I'm playing those older games in the in the in our tournaments. But at the yeah. same time, I'm like, but I hate this. I know, I know. It's so weird. Like, I'm like, rip, man, I'm playing this ball a lot and it sucks. <laughs> It must feel like when you're uh, at a job that you hate that you make too much money to quit. <laughs> like, that's oh, yeah. literally what it feels like. There are two Pirates of the Caribbean games that I like a lot, too. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean has a couple of really good ones. I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. We used to play that one at Ace Gogi because that's yeah, the, the one that would the take our photos one, a lot. Yeah. 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 I like um, the I like that they have uh, that they they push a lot of like the we're taking your photo now. And I'm like, I didn't consent to this. Well, it's also like, give me a chance to pose. Like, otherwise it's just me staring down at the table. It's like, come on. Also, I don't know if you guys knew this, but a lot of pinball people don't like being on the grid. Pinball isn't a hobby for the people that are like, I need to be seen. (laughs) 
It's I uh I also really love the like 90s tables. Like obviously the X-Files is one of my favorites. The table I know people are like it's a game, but I just love it anyway. Uh for nostalgia's sake. I love that and I also when the one time I got to play it, um I really love the twister table. <laughs> Twister's really fun. There's a lot like so in the 80s there was like um there was Madhouse or Funhouse there was Twister. There was, um, I think it's like Dr. Rad or something like that. There's a lot of really weird, fun games. Twister's a blast because it has that spinning mechanism on it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. This has become a pinball podcast at this point that's, in time. Honestly, that would be cool. Maybe that's what we could do. A pinball podcast? Yeah. I thought we said we weren't going to do a podcast. But this is what, but we, maybe we found our thing. Maybe this is a thing we could talk about where we don't want to kill each other. I think we still want to kill each other. Okay, but not as much. <laughs> you uh, you have some very specific nerd pockets of things that you love. Um, so what are your fandom? Like, explain explain those fandoms. Like, what are your favorite things in your collection? Um, okay, so I have a lot of X Files stuff. As uh, surprised to no one, uh, I and I have like I have a lot of it uh, through both my self-procuring things and then a lot of things that uh certain other people on this podcast have gifted <laughs> me uh which i love but it gets to a point where i'm like okay we need to calm down on this because uh, <laughs> i now have a cabinet full of things and it's uh, i'm running out of space i'm trying to think if i have like one specific favorite um of the x-files stuff i have a lot I, I the thing that's like adjacent to that that i love that i actually have is um when i played uh, Agent Nesbitt on Stand Against Evil, the Scully knockoff, um, we had badges with IDs, like the FBI badges that were supposed to mimic the ones from the X-Files. And uh, and I, I loved that I got to use it. But then like a year after we did the show, I think somehow, and I have no idea how they got it, but the fan club of the show got a bunch of props from the show and they sent me that um like wallet badge thing and i it's so i have the actual prop of it and it's got like my face on it and stuff like in the full scully gear and it's so rad I, i'm so happy that, that is, i have that that is really cool and shout out to uh guest of the show and very cool friend dana gould uh yeah. for i mean I, we, you mentioned the story on the old podcast but you actually met him when you got kicked out of comic-con I sure did. And then a year later, I got to make my triumphant return, not only with a badge in hand, but also on uh, premiering, being there for the premiere of the show that I got cast on because I got kicked out of Comic-Con and met Dana. So, That's a pretty cool story. <laughs> but that that is such a cool and unique thing to have where like a lot of people's grail pieces are, are you know, things that were mass produced, but they never particularly bought but it's cool that you have something that's very specific to you and in a and a memory yeah i'm really i'm really happy about that and then um i mean i have so much stuff like uh one some a couple <laughs> uh, yeah i know as you sit in front of like your your trove um i also have a lot i love old games from when i grew up so i have uh a bunch of old board games that I love that another person on this podcast is also you. very kind to help me find. Let me tell you how hard it was to find Dream Phone working. No, it was Mall Madness it was hard for you to find. Uh, no, Mall, no, because Mall Madness is fixed. We refurbed it. Um, oh. Like I, I repair, oh, I personally didn't repair it, but I worked with somebody to repair Mall Madness. But finding Dream Phone, I found it and it was working. And that was very hard to find. 
Yeah. I'm so stoked. I have both of those. I have, uh, I have dream phone. I have ball madness. I have girl talk. Um, I have, this is a really obscure one, but I grew up with it and I was obsessed with it and it's in full, like complete condition. I have tales of the crystals. I don't know if anybody, uh, I was an early, uh, an early adapter of being a crystal. Yeah. Right (laughs) now. Tales of the crystals is something that MLM people get into. Oh God. Right. But I, I do, I love those. And I was, a. there was a game that I actually, I saw, I think it was a, like a it passing, like a, in a page I follow on Instagram, but they posted that they, uh, I didn't, and I don't think I ever played it, but now I really want it. Uh, there's a sweet Valley high board game that Ooh. I didn't know about. And I was like, uh, I would like this please. <laughs> I mean, that seems pretty great. Did you read sweet Valley high when you were a kid? I did. Yeah. yeah. I, I read all those types of books. Like I was a huge babysitter. I was going to ask, were you a babe? Were you a boxcar oh, yeah. children lady? I did. I read that too. I, my, I read, I read so much when I was a kid because I had no friends. And so, Fair. uh, like, yeah, like I remember, I don't know if I've ever told you the story, but I remember when I was in fourth grade, we had a thing called, uh, all-star readers and I was, it's crazy what you remember. Oh, too. like all the, like, was it like the contest of how many books you could read? Kind of. So what we did was we had um, everybody in the class had a paper baseball with their name on it. And it was like, remember what back in the day when teachers would have the bulletin boards and they do like yeah. the dumb shit that was on it with like the little frilly edges and stuff. Um, but so we all had a baseball with our name. And every time that we read a book and did like a quick, like one page kind of book report on it, we would get a gold star onto our baseball. Uh-huh. And I read over 50 books. <laughs> and did 50 reports and had two baseballs because like I said, I had no friends. Uh, I was very nerdy and I was going to a private school at the time where like our, we had no money growing up. It was like the one thing that my parents had to pay for because where we lived was so dangerous and they were too scared to send me to public school. And so, uh, so they sent me there and I hated it because all the rich kids were mean, but yeah. And then I begged to go to public school. I don't, and I uh, won that argument because my dad was like, if you're willing to risk it, I am tired of spending this money. Uh, sometimes for those reading contests, I would lie and still get credit. Because you're too smart for your own good. I was just like, I don't have time to do this. I got rocks to throw at cars. What the f? Come on, I don't have time to read a book. <laughs> I've got woods porn to find. I've got produce to hit with a baseball bat. I was an adult technically when when we did that. Yeah, we used to play produce baseball every Easter. And by the we did it for 10 years. That's so insane. And on the 10th anniversary, we just went all out. And we would just go to the the night before, we'd go to the grocery store and buy a ton of and then we would play pitch and hit with it the next day. Yeah, oh, so good. That. That's so fun. It was so fun. It was nasty. And people would like cuss. I remember somebody like they they had a jug of milk that they kept since january 1st and um to to hit on easter and let me tell you it was not good it was a bad situation when that thing when that thing went so nasty it was really funny yeah there was one i think it's like weird the that would be like that you wouldn't expect to be a problem i remember i hit a bag of dried lentils one time and it was like a claymore mine it just sent shrapnel at everybody that's great it's funny the stuff that you do like weird stuff like like a like a two liter of coke someone would just underhand you a two liter of coke and you'd swing and bash that oh that was so fun i'd be too afraid to hit stuff i don't know if i would have the power needed behind the bat to be able to make some of that happen to be fair though we also had stuff that was more like we'd throw you a grapefruit 
or something like that. So you could absolutely have something have an effect. Something tells me that you would be an be like, all right, Valerie, here you go. And just toss me a grape. <laughs> you know what's fun? Like the if it was your first ever at bat, you had to pick either a lemon or an onion. That was the rules is you had to hit either a lemon or an onion as some sort of like hazing ritual because it was such a rite of passage. Yeah, because it's it sucks. God, that was fun, though. Yeah, we had, we'd hit like, you know, you'd smash a bottle of Hershey's chocolate syrup and just get chocolate syrup in your eyes or something. It was great. Mm-hmm. Really, real dumb, real dumb dip in your 20s things. Yeah, it's so weird that you uh, were called farm trash. It doesn't doesn't track. <laughs> no, because we're bashing produce on the resurrection of Christ. Oh my God. They could, my mom couldn't sell these at the market. So uh, I got a barrel full of butternut squash we can hit. I'll like, never, I'll never forget. We went shopping one time and we were like, Hey, do you guys have any like rotten food that you're throwing out that we can just take? You know, we, we feel guilty smashing all this fresh produce. And they're like, no, we can't do that because we're. A and then my roommate at the time held up uh, a pair, a bunch of plantains. You know what a plantain looks like when it's ripe. It looks like a rotting banana. Yeah. And he goes, hey, what about these busted bananas? You can't sell these. And then my brother just looked over and goes, and by that, he means these perfectly good plantains. <laughs> it, was, oh. it was always uh, a lot of fun. So, yeah, you, you're really big into um, you're really big into X-Files, uh, Jurassic Park, a huge thing mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. for you as well. Uh, the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Um, I mean, just from an aesthetic perspective, it's such a cool thing. It really is. And like, I have a bunch of figures from, uh, that the super seven guys have done. Uh, I have this beautiful poster that another great person gave me, uh, two beautiful posters. Oh yeah, that's right. You have the one from spoke art and you have the attack Peter. Yeah. That, that one, the attack Peter one's over my bed and it's so cool. It's like a woodblock print and it's like so neat. And then the one that, what is the, uh, I guess, what's the fancy title for the one that's in the living room? Uh, the one from Spoke Art Gallery. I yeah. honestly forget what the title is. Um, it's so cool. The yeah. colors are awesome. Yeah. It's, you, you have a lot of uh, creature stuff to the point where you, you, you told me that I can't get you any more creature stuff. <laughs> I think I need to put a moratorium on like kitschy stuff in general until I finally find a place for some of the stuff that I haven't hung up yet. Cause gonna, I still do have a lot of stuff that needs to get framed and hung. I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. That is not going to be honored. So <laughs> sorry. I am not surprised by that. Yeah, no, but I'm you not were good this year. You got me some practical stuff, which was nice. I did. What did I get you? That was practical. Oh, well, Jeff got me the nicest uh, knife set I've ever had, which I is did. Really- which honestly could be to his detriment at some point if he pisses me off. But uh, I have been cooking a lot more, so that's been on the positive. For sort him. of like a gift to myself. <laughs> pretty pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's a, this beautiful knife set because I desperately needed some. Um, you got me that. You got me a couple cast iron pans that are dope. I made a, a really tasty scramble in them today. The, the, the real clutch was the Papazon chairs. So as we have mentioned, we are obsessed with uh, Dr. Mario. And before, like my TV is on, on like a uh, like entertainment center thing. And we would have to sit on the floor because those stupid f- controllers for the NES are so short. They're like a foot long. So you can't comfortably sit on a couch because it's too far away from the damn TV. So we would be sitting on the floor, sitting cro- like cross-legged, just ruining our f- 
necks. Yeah, just getting and a so, full on neck strain. Yeah. Yep. And then Jeff decided to get me these dope Papazon chairs that are super comfortable and they're really cool because they fold up so you can put them away if you want. Uh, but they just really round out the room and then we have been living in them and just putting our uh, feet up on the damn entertainment center, playing Ma- Dr. Mario. And it's, I mean, we both just at one point we'll look at each other and we're like, this is all right. <laughs> yeah, this isn't the worst thing in the world. Tell, I want to go back to the album. Okay. I want to talk about how long it took for you to get it out. Because the other thing that we haven't discussed, because I haven't had you on a show since, is that you went on Conan like eight minutes before the pandemic started. It's so dumb. And now, and I honestly think it might be my fault because now that my album is coming out, Omicron is surging too, right before it comes out. And I'm like, why am I cursed? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's something you did, right? I, it feels personal, to be honest. <laughs> do you feel like, do you feel like your momentum got stolen? Yes, a hundred percent. I, um, cause it, I think it was a combination of the fact that I did it right before Christmas And so things were already quiet and shutting down and stuff anyway. And right as we were getting ready to come back from that and to kind of start capitalizing on it, that's when the whispers of COVID were starting. And it just, it was all downhill from there. It was such a bummer that I really couldn't like get to capitalize on it. Both myself and uh, Mohanad Al-Shiki were in the same boat where we have commiserated about that fact. Yeah. And so now do you have a plan to sort of like, rebound from that i mean obviously the album is coming out but anybody can put out an album so like do you no let me rephrase let me rephrase you can get an album out like like i've seen some terrible comedians put albums out you are not that you're actually quite talented um but like what how do you find that i'm not just gonna make this fluff man i have questions to ask no i know like how Um... do you rebound from that how do you make the album heard and visible in a time when sort of like you know, that first, you know, because Conan was great, but also Conan's done. And that's the other thing, too, is like, not only did it just kind of like peter out, but the show ended. And I yeah. was like, damn it. Live stand up is is on a temporary hiatus. Um, so, I mean, obviously you're doing, you know, podcasts when you get a chance, but, you know, there's only so many of those. Only yeah. in, now that's not true. There's infinity podcasts. Well, I, it's funny because I had been thinking about doing an album anyway but i kind of just kept putting it on the back burner just being like you're not ready you don't have enough material or you don't want to burn stuff too soon and like you know just all the just all of the negative kind of self-sabotaging fraud complex stuff that you tell yourself and finally when the pandemic hit and i truly was like just felt so as, as a lot of people did felt so out of control of your own life that I was like, okay, well, what can I control given this environment? And so I realized that, well, you know, I have the ability to give myself a deadline to set up when the recording would be. I have pretty much a full year to be able to try to get up enough where I can create a cohesive, you know, 45 minute to an hour set and run it. And, and I could kind of build it before things started to come back. So one of the things that I did was I had written down all my, um, all the, my joke kind of like titles, like whenever you make a set list, we kind of all have like a, um, I mean, I know, you know, this, I'm saying this, yeah. for, you, you make like an outline of your jokes. Yeah. You make an outline of all your jokes. It's your set list. And so I took all the titles of my jokes and wrote them down separately on index cards and then kind of just spread them all out over the floor and tried to 
piece them together like a puzzle and in, in whatever order made sense. Um, you know, because I, a lot of people they're they kind of are very jarring in the way that they cut from joke to joke. And I, I really like to have a through line where it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I worked on that during it and fine. I did have to push the recording date once because it was supposed to be, I was originally going to record it my birthday weekend of 2021. And then, uh, we were still, the, the vaccine was rolled out, but we were still locked up tight. And I was like, I haven't been on stage, uh, in a year. I was like, there's no way I can do this. So we pushed to the end of the summer and that gave me time to build the tour over the summer and get to do it. And, and it's just so nice to feel in control of something and also just have a tangible thing you can hold to be like, hey, this is seven years of work that I did. And that that, that to me is like really neat. Yeah, that is that is uh, a very interesting. It's, it's interesting that we sort of we had this you and I diverted our co- comedy attention, whereas you mm-hmm. went you went sort of whole into the stand up and I, I went I shifted a little bit less from stand up and more towards the podcasting thing. And we're both yeah, doing great. Yeah. And it is funny. Cause like, I definitely tried to lean into other stuff. Like I was doing some voiceover stuff from home, like for a couple of small companies and, um, just trying to figure out what I could do from home to, you know, that was viable because, you know, before I was, I bartended for, you know, at the same spot for seven years. And then I lost that job when COVID hit the, I mean, the bar isn't even there anymore. Like they could, they couldn't make it through. And, um, and I was like, what am I going to do? And even now it's like the first time in my life. Like I know like Jeff is, you've been a freelancer for a long time, but like, this was my truly my first time ever not having a, a steady day job and just trying to like figure it out. And it is terrifying. I don't know how you guys do this. It's like so anxiety inducing. What having to be your own boss forever. Yeah. And just kind of like, I don't know, just it, it's, it's so scary when you, when you're breaking away from the comfortability of knowing, like, I mean, th- working in the service industry still has its variables of, of if you'll make enough money or not, cause it's all subjective to if it's busy or not and relying on quote unquote, the kindness of strangers, but it is like, at least, you know, you're getting some, some money and a, and a paycheck from just showing up where like freelancing, it's like, it's, su- it's such a hustle. Like it, you know, cause you're already doing hustling with yeah. stand up that like to add you know, your survival of everything else on top of it too. It's scary. Freelancing is something that I, I've tried to steer clear of as much as I could, unless I'm working for and with my friends. Um, Like, I guess technically I'm a freelancer when it comes to Tom and Jeff watch Batman and the unpopular opinion shows. But in reality, that's just me working with my friends. They make money and then I get some of it. Yeah. which I guess is is me a roundabout way of me explaining how I freelance. But freelancing for companies at this point in time, I don't even know. That's kind of what I'm doing, and it's so weird. <laughs> there were times, like, the value that is placed on writers is so mm-hmm. These days, I remember I had this, I had a viral tweet that went really well, and one of my bosses at my old freelancing job is like, hey, do you want to turn this into an article? Do you want to turn this into a blog post article? And I was like, um, maybe. And they're like, yeah, we'll give you 40 bucks for it. And I was like, nope. I was like, you want to you want to triple that? And then I'd it's consider so it. It's, it's because I think maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it must have paid better 
longer ago because there wasn't as many outlets and things, but now because there's just, it's like the, it's turn and burn with how much content that they want. They just want content, content, content clicks. Like, and it's, it's, it's crazy how little, but they don't want to pay pay. for it. That's what I mean is it's so crazy how little they pay because they're not making money necessarily off of their writers. They're making money off the ad revenue. And so it's, it's such a bummer. Uh, it, it really is one of those situations where and Facebook is one of the big reasons for that. Of course, we know a lot of the online comedy venues that we saw, you know, the reason that unfortunately, you know, cracked took a hit and fired a bunch of its most talented people was primarily because Facebook lied about how important video content was. Mm-hmm. So a company that, that made its bread and butter through article writing, then shifted to video, it failed, they lost money and they fired everyone. That's so. Yeah, and now I guess they're trying to fight their way back, but it's almost like the damage was done. I hope I hope they can get back, obviously, because the brand was good, and you know, I have friends that still work for them. But yeah, and it sucks too that they burned a bridge with a lot of people that you know that worked for them and and put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. But now it's like, I mean, the only positive thing is like they've been bought so many times that the people that screwed them over no longer own the company. I think so. Yeah. But that's also goes to show you what how commodity how commodity com- commoditized. You know, <laughs> I got I don't know words. I was gonna say now I'm, I know obviously we got to get going. Minus we got some Patreon exclusive content coming your way soon. Um, right, and you have burritos to pick up. <laughs> I sure as I'm not gonna do that. But <laughs> but I I will say now what do you have? I mean obviously in a pandemic you know with the with the the variant currently the Omicron variant sort of scouring the nation and there's not a lot to promote but like what do you have post-pandemic plans for sort of like what do you got for touring or performances travel like do you have that planned or are you kind of staying safe what's the deal yeah i mean i'm trying to, the last month i've i've hunkered down i haven't um i haven't done a live show i think the last one i did actually was at tom Burgard's, and it was outside that was december 15th so I haven't performed in almost a month and, um, I do have a show on Monday. It's the show I run, which is, that would have been oh, yesterday. So there we go. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't know where this is going to air. Uh, Every- the, sh- the, sh- the show I did yesterday that went really well. Uh, uh, but, um, so I have that coming up. Um, I am going on the, uh, this is a perfect time to be like, Hey, you want to watch my cat while I'm gone? Um, but I'm going to Texas at the end of the month. I'll be uh, I'm headlining at the Velveeta Room and then in Austin, and then I'm headlining at the Riot uh, in um, Houston for a night. So I have that. I have a couple of other stops too coming up. I'm going to be headlining uh, Hideout Comedy in Boston in February, and uh, I'm going to be back at the Savage Henry Comedy Club headlining at um, in up in Humboldt slash Eureka County. That's uh, in March. Um, I have a few, yeah, like a, I'm trying to, I'm forgetting what else is on my calendar, but that's kind of the stuff that comes to mind that I have coming up and, um, just, you know, plugging the album. I have some sweet merch that'll be available soon. Um, we have some really cool enamel pins and, um, got some neat like stickers and we're trying to get, trying to figure out what to do for hard copies of the album. I wanted to do vinyl, but it's just been, it's back ordered and backlogged so far because of COVID. It's like a, it takes like a year to get vinyl pressed right now, which is bananas. Put the order in now. I know. Well, that's what we're thinking is maybe doing like a year anniversary edition of the vinyl. So that's probably what's going to end up happening. Classic. 
classic. Um, how can people follow your verified <laughs> on social media? Because uh, I know we uh, you are um, on social media. How, how do people find you? Uh, my handle is the same across the board. So you can just find me at Valerie underscore Tossi, T-O-S-I. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on there for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I have a TikTok. I haven't really used it. I'm old and tired, but I will, I swear to God, put up some videos on there. I need to be better about that. But yeah, come uh, come light stalk me. <laughs> Don't do that. Follow her, like but creep. yeah. Listen, send me pet pics. I love that. Yes. <laughs> Send her wiener pics of dogs. Of the dogs. Of the dogs. Um, dogs. And, uh, you know, we've got you. If you uh, think, first and foremost, if you are listening, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate your ears. And if you're listening on. Buy my album. <laughs> buy, buy Beach Trash. Oh, Val, when's it being released? Uh, January 21st. It is available for pre order right now on Apple and I think Bandcamp. And then, um, listen, you can stream it on Spotify, whatever, after, but like, don't do that. Don't do it. We make like no money. Go to Bandcamp. So, yeah, it's like, it's literally like nine ninety nine. dollars Or stream um, it on Spotify and then Venmo Valerie nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's great. My Venmo handle is just at Valerie Tossi. So Friends and family, because I heard the IRS is paying attention. Oh, yeah. And also, you could just like hit up my tip jar on Twitter. That's a thing. Oh, yeah. I activated that for you. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very uh, excited. Um, so, yeah, that being said, uh, if you are listening on the Patreon, uh, then uh, that album is released uh, if you're listening the day of in 10 days. If you are listening for free this week, it's going to be released on Friday, the 21st. So definitely check that out. Um, you can check Valerie's uh, social media in which uh, I know her Twitter has that uh, link pinned. So you can check that out. Get on it. Um, if you are listening on the Patreon, thank you so very much. I greatly appreciate it. And if you're not Head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff May so you can listen to this show early with all the swears left in. On top of that, I could even say your name if you want to sign up for that. You got Ugh Fine with Kim Crawl, uh, the monthly show. Plus, I'm going to get advertising out. I'm working my ass off on it. It's uh, it's a lot of work, uh, but we'll get there. So uh, you can check those things out as well. And that will also be a Patreon exclusive. You can find me at Hey There Jeffro on Twitter and Instagram on Facebook. Don't. Who cares? I don't go on there and I don't want you to find me there because that's my mom. My mom's there. Leave my mom <laughs> alone. Uh, I don't want people knowing my mom. Uh, thank you all so much. You can check out Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network as well as You Don't Even Like Sports and Unpopular Opinion, both on the Unpops Network. Valerie, you got any last words for the freebies? Yes. Um, if Jeff doesn't bring me a burrito, we're breaking up again. <laughs> Oh, wow. This is going to be an awkward post on Tuesday because I'm not getting you that burrito. God, so mean. I'll come get you and we can go get it together, but I'm sure it's not going to be bringing you a cold burrito. I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, there it is, the, the burrito thing. Uh, if you are a member of the Patreon, we'll see you in a couple seconds. Okay, bye. You just showed me your cat instead of saying goodbye. Oh. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Our artwork is created by Justin T. Brown, who can be found at Artness by Justin Brown on Instagram, as well as artnessbyjustinbrown.com. That dope music you heard is by Troy Nababon, available at Troy Nababon on Instagram, as well as at troynababon.com. Nababon is spelled N-A-B-A-B-A-N, and boy, does that shred. 
Thank you all so much for listening. See you next time.